0: You're listening to A Pawn Further Review presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal, and we are back at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center for another episode of A Pawn Further Review brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And whew, guess what, guys? Guess what? After a long, hot, arduous summer, your silver and black. Your Las Vegas Raiders are playing football again at Allegiant Stadium this Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. This Sunday, they open up the home portion of the preseason, taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Kickoff is scheduled at 125 Pacific time. And it is good to be home. I cannot wait. It's going to be such a blast. Uh, and speaking of what happened last week, before we look ahead to next week, by the way, Amir Abdullah, our guest this week, spectacular, stellar. I would say, Ray, perhaps the best interview we've had of camp. Ray's and give me the thumbs up behind the glass. Really, really good. We hit on a lot of things. We talk about, candidly, really not that much football, which is always kind of a good thing in, in a weird way. But anyway, stick around. Amir's going to join us in just a few minutes. But before we do that uh, and before we get into uh, everything Minnesota Vikings that is coming up this Sunday – Got to pay the bills. You know what time it is. We begin with our transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. And just one transaction this week, just a single move the Raiders have made since the last time we spoke. And this move came yesterday, which would be Wednesday, August 10th, where the Las Vegas Raiders signed wide receiver Chris Lacey and released wide receiver Jordan Vesey. Essentially, a wide receiver for wide receiver swap. It'll be very interesting to me, and we've all talked a lot, uh, for good reason, about the state of the wide receiver room in 2022 for your Las Vegas Raiders. And yes, we have Devontae, and yes, Hunter is there. Fantastic, stellar, can't wait to see them. But what's really interesting to me, and what's really interesting to a lot of people in this building, is the depth in that group, right? Who's your three? Who's your four? Who's your five? How many do the Raiders keep? We will find out, and we will learn a little bit more about the state of your Las Vegas Raiders this Sunday when they take on the Minnesota Vikings. But real quick, just uh, to go back to Thursday night at the Hall of Fame game, and we don't need to dwell on it too long because that's old news, candidly. We've moved on. We're ahead to the Vikings. A few things that really stood out to me. Uh, one, and I'll just kind of go in order since I, we have talked about this a lot, the play of Jared Stidham. I thought Jared had a really, really nice evening afternoon i think it started as an afternoon and ended as an evening because of the weather delay uh, really really nice outing in canton i should say Still some questions along the offensive line. We haven't seen Brandon Parker in a few days, so questions remain there. But defensively, I thought the Raiders had a really, really nice evening. Uh, look, we did not see the Max Crosbys of the world, the Chandler Joneses of the world, for good reason. But I thought that overall, I was pretty pleased with what Patrick Graham's group brought to the uh, brought to the party, if you will. And I was also still very, I wouldn't even say pleasantly surprised anymore. I was just really pleasantly happy about the state of nate hobbs right i think the biggest question and jesse merrick and i have talked about this a lot on the raiders training camp podcast shameless plug alert we've talked a lot about where nate's going to end up playing in 2022 do we see nate primarily on the inside like we did a year ago does he kick outside do we see him in kind of a hybrid version of doing both that remains to be seen but i think we are just going to see a lot of Nate Hobbs in 2022, and I mean that in the best possible way. He is going to be able to do a lot of things in Patrick Graham's defense, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does on Sunday Sunday afternoon if he ultimately plays. But a lot of really positive things to take away out of that game. A lot of questions still, which is fair, and the Raiders are not immune from having questions surrounding their roster. The other 31 teams in the NFL, as we record this on August 11th, have questions about their roster. So it'll be an exciting month as we keep progressing through the preseason as, and I use this analogy a lot, a metaphor, whatever it is, it feels like each time, each practice we get to, uh, and really the preseason games as well, each time we get to another fork in the road, we get a, the painting, if you will, the mosaic, as I like to say, if you're 2022 Las Vegas Raiders, becomes a little bit clearer. Uh, we have the outline of the mosaic. We know what the colors are. I think they're probably silver and black. But, you know, now we're starting to fill in some of the details a little bit. And by the time we kick this thing off for real in Los Angeles on September 11th, hopefully the mosaic is nearly full. I don't think that there's a lot of teams in the NFL that are kind of a finished product on week one. But the hope is that we are getting closer and closer and closer to completion of that beautiful painting. But it's an exciting time. Things are happening in this building. The energy is here. A lot of positive things happening surrounding your Las Vegas Raiders right now. And it's this is, for us, the fun time of year, right? We are in the dog days of camp, right? I think we're like three weeks in, right, Ray? Ray's nodding three weeks, more or less. We've been doing this for a minute, right? It was great to have the kind of reset of, of having a game, of starting a little bit early, of kicking off the NFL season on Thursday night. But after that, I mean, we have had a legitimate week of training camp that will continue tomorrow. Friday, the Raiders will be back on the practice field. But we are just kind of in the, in the guts of camp, if you will, in the, in the machinery of it all. And it's a lot of fun, man. I think, we, we, as I said, we learn a little bit more each day. We get a little more comfortable with the roster. We get a little more comfortable with the roles that that guys are going to ultimately fill out in 2022. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And Sunday will be another example of that. Uh, And speaking of Sunday... A guy that I'm excited to see now play on Sunday. I was excited to see him play before this interview. But after the interview and some of the secrets that he told me in the elevator about a possible celebration to come if you were to find the end zone on Sunday, I'm even more fired up to see Amir Abdullah and the rest of the running backs do their thing. As I said, Amir, fantastic. Really, really good. Shout out to our PR staff for making that happen. And I hope you guys enjoy it because I say this with all sincerity— I had a really nice time. I hope that comes off to you guys. So enjoy our conversation with running back, Amir Abdullah. Before we get into all the excitement of camp and how everything's going, I got to ask you a question, right? So you find the end zone for the first time on Thursday night. Congratulations, by the way. But what I want to (laughs) know, the celebration. And you know I was going to go here, right? My question to you, sir, is, one, is that something that you knew going into the game that was going to be the selly? And two, do you have to practice something like that knowing <laughs> you're gonna? Because, dude, it was flawless, right? Like the execution, <laughs> you saw on Twitter, 10 out of 10 execution. For like, sure. how to just talk me through the process of, hey, cross the goal line and what happens?
1: You know what? I was back and forth because I was talking to Jayon Brown before the game. He's become like one of my best friends on the team. And I was like, bro, I think I'm gonna go with the, the Eddie Tekken, you know, finisher kick. He was like, I don't remember Tekken. I was like, you don't know what Carreira Cop- is? It's like a Brazilian fighting style. I don't know if, if anyone's ever played Tekken growing up. I remember Tekken. Sick. Dude, Te- was sick.
0: Tekken was like the game where my dad got it for me, and my mom was like, you're not playing this.
1: Sega Dreamcast, though. Mm-hmm. One of the most slept-on consoles ever, Sega, Sega Dreamcast. But anyways, I was like, if I get the first touchdown, I got to do it. It's the first touchdown of the season. Got to kick it off right, literally. So, when I, when I got in, I saw the uh, the defense, they didn't have an edge set. And I knew we had a toss call. I was like, it's about to be a walk-in. So, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to do. And I was like, man, I got to go hard. Got to go hard. So, I'm glad the execution came out well. I, I've been doing, like, uh, karate, taekwondo for – periodically throughout my life. So I'm always throwing kicks randomly if I'm in the gym, just working on my core. It's really good for your hips, man. It's really good for your hips, really good for your core. If you guys are looking for something to change it up, if you're tired of planks and crunches, man, go throw some front kicks. Guarantee it'll work your whole, you know, chain.
0: Is that the first time you've thrown a karate kick, Selly, though, in a game? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, so you just kind of just rolled in there. Like, you didn't warm up with Uh, the...
1: Nah. I, I mean, it's... Like, the more and more, it's like anything you do, man. Sure. It's like brushing your teeth. Like, if you do it enough, your body kind of remembers it. And I got, a, I got a couple more things in my back. Okay. That,
0: you I, know? I won't make you spill any secrets. No, no, no. I won't make you spill any secrets. Can't give up the sauce. I, I, the, the, I think the best part for me, though, is seeing the reception from the guys. Mm-hmm. Like, the guys on the sideline are like...
1: What? I gotta teach. What? I gotta teach the O line, but that's my next thing. I was like, <laughs> I know they can't necessarily get the height, sure, maybe, sure, sure. Hip, you know, the hip uh, range of motion, but they can do something. We can figure out some type of. Because I want to celebrate with my team because, 100%. obviously, a touchdown. It's a lot more goes into it than one person.
0: But you can't sleep on the athleticism of the big boys either, though. Like yeah. some of those dudes, man. I know, like they can do. They can do some crazy stuff with you those big bodies. Like
1: I definitely let me think who probably could pull off a roundhouse in that O line room. I'm gonna go Lester Cotton. Okay, I'm gonna go with Lester. So we've we've heard
0: a lot about Lester over the yeah. past couple of weeks, and for good reason too. Yeah. But this guy, I think one thing that has really stood out to me is the guys that know a lot more than I do have all said like, "Yo, this dude is a freak no, athlete." No,
1: seriously, yeah, like he's, he's super explosive and like short area quickness, which makes for a good guard. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a guy who can get off the ball and stop impact on uh, off off the jump, and he's a guy who he proves that every single day. And I think he probably got a little bounce to him. You know, and just he's another Alabama guy. We're both from Alabama, so. I got to tip my hat to him. I'm going to say Lester Codd. All right,
0: fair enough. Lester Cod, and we invite you into the pod studio whenever you want Before. to execute some roundhouse kicks, <laughs> as long as Coach doesn't get mad at me. Right, as right. Long as, like, big disclaimer, as long as Coach is cool Seriously. with it, Lester, you come on in and right. you can do some roundhouse kicks.
1: Practice at your own discretion.
0: Yes, 100%. Okay. You know, in the big, you know, the big, bold letter. You got to prove nothing to me, yeah. <laughs> bro. You got to prove nothing to me. I'm curious with you, man, like, and it, this might be kind of like a, like a big question and a question asked maybe when all is said and done, but you found a way to stick in this league and be productive in this league for a long time when we all know the shelf life of running backs kind of on average. Like, sure. What, you know, I don't want to say the secret to your success, but when you have a chance now to reflect back on kind of these first few chapters of, of your career in the, in the NFL, like what has been the one constant that you think has been made, you know, helped you be available and consistent and productive on a regular basis?
1: Um, humbling yourself for one. You know, um, the ups are bound to go away and the downs will, are bound to come. And within within those, uh, you know, different highs and lows of the roller coaster, you just got to humble yourself and say no job is, you know, too big for you. You know, so – and a lot of my transition to my career, I played a lot of special teams, which really kept me around. And, you know, making plays there just proved every single day that I was still the guy that was drafted back in 2015. And uh, the next thing I would say is just listening more than you speak. You know, I think a lot of guys come from situations uh, specifically straight out of college where they were that guy who people look to them to speak and to lead a lot more. And when you get to the NFL, uh, you're not going to learn much if you're talking a lot. You know, you're probably going to absorb a lot more if you're listening from guys who've done it before, guys like Brandon Bolden here who's been helping out everybody with the system, um, guys like Dalvin Cook that I played with before, guys like Theo Redick who who I really tip my hat to um, who really helped me cultivate my game to what it is today as, you know, a, a threat out the backfield and things like that. So I would definitely say just listening more than I spoke really has allowed me to have this durability, you know, in the league. You know, Coach Coach was
0: talking the other day, uh, he talked about a couple times, about the importance of backs just in general going out and getting hit in a game, right? He's like it's one of the few things that you can't mm-hmm. simulate in a practice, in a training camp, even in kind of a joint practice scenario. Like backs need to get hit. Right. Like from your point of view – How valuable is it to just take a few lumps on Thursday night?
1: It it is. It is. It's very valuable just because you kind of get those cobwebs off first and foremost. And then I know a lot of running backs kind of have, like, an anxiety because it's a lot more to the running back position that meets the eye from pass, you know, pro to running the ball between the tackles to running the ball out in space. It's two different, you know – Games really in between the tackles and uh, in space. So once you hit the ground and you're like, "All right, this ain't as bad as I thought it was going to be," or "All right, everything is kind of shaking off." You can kind of tap into that zone and you know and kind of black out in a sense.
0: How'd that first one feel on, on Thursday night when you got when you, you got hit? You know what? For the first I
1: time? didn't really get hit too hard on Thursday. Flex. My, yeah, my, <laughs> <laughs> humble flex. But um <laughs> it was it, it was good to kind of be out there and be like, "All right, man." Like the speed of the game, in my opinion, actually slows down in the game than it does in practice. I think that's just the we kind of push as a team. But um it, it felt good to kind of be in that flow where you're like you're comfortable breathing, you know, in the game. You're comfortable seeing everything in the game. You're comfortable hearing all the calls in the game. And that that really for me doesn't really sit in until about two to three hits into the game, honestly.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you know, we we were talking about before we started rolling about you spending the offseason here in Vegas and having a chance to kind of acclimate to this new team. And, and I'm curious from from a dude who's been in the league for a minute, from a guy who's who's found success at, at multiple spots, like what's the hardest part about joining a new group going into camp?
1: <laughs> um, honestly, just making sure that you're a trustworthy person. You know what I mean? Like, you, every system is completely different. Um, what's going to gain one coach's trust compared to the next coach is completely different. You know, every ball uh, club you play for. So just getting acclimated, understanding what's expected out of you every single day, I think it's the hardest thing just because um, – it's, this is a completely different system than I've ever played in. You know, a completely different coaching staff I've never ever played with. And I, I, I love it. You know, I really love it here. Um, but I, I would say that's probably the most difficult thing is, like, trying to establish the expectations on the day-to-day when you're brand new and some guys may have been there for a while. And they kind of have a familiarity. Uh, with certain coaches or whatnot.
0: I imagine it's, it's probably, you know, the X's and O stuff is probably always going to be, you know, there's a, there's a learning curve. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but, like, I imagine there's a big part of it that's just the personal human side mm-hmm. of It's like, hey, like, to your point, like, I can talk to this coach a little bit different than I talked right. to the previous it, coach. And there's, it's probably a big, like, learning curve it's big. in that sense. It's yeah. big,
1: man. It's like, it's, it sounds crazy, but, like, in a sense, you got to, like, know who you're dealing mm-hmm. with. you got to know who you're dealing with. And uh, certain things are okay with certain coaches, certain things aren't. And um, just kind of listening more than you speak, like I said, helps you kind of dip your toe in the water a little bit, and you're like, all right, it's cool for me to jump in this pool. It's a little hot over here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not jump in there and let that cool off a little bit. And I think that can just help you just stay in the good graces of the people that you need to stay in the good graces of.
0: And I'm I'm sure Amir is a much Amir in 2022 is a lot better at doing that than Amir in 2015.
1: Man, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, I mean, I started off in uh, in Detroit, and I had turnover the first year. Mm-hmm. My officer coordinator was was fired, so we bring in new guys who I wasn't as familiar with. And uh, initially, I I wanted to be the vocal leader, vocal leader, but I improved anything yet. So some people took that as offense, and you kind of just gotta, you know, feel your way through. And I think genius is really like persistence in disguise. You know, the genius isn't the guy who gets it right the first time. It's the guy that keeps going, makes a mistake, fails, fails, fails. And then when he gets it, everyone's like, he's a genius. But they don't see all the work that went into it that, you know, some people will call it failures. And I, I definitely um look at my career the same way.
0: I mean because we talk about, you know, for every, you know, genius, whether it's a genius athlete, a genius inventor, whatever it is, you know, for the one, you know, guy or gal that made it, there's nine hundred thousand that just said, Man, Man, I can't do it. Can't I can't do it. I, I just, just I like, can't. I've taken too many L's. I can't yeah, get up and do it and yeah, make another one.
1: Yeah. And I mean honestly, for any like young listeners that's listening right now, I would say that's the greatest joy of football is there's just the the attributes and the the um was I'm looking for the discipline that's that's taught for you to have some kind of stick new it, to itness you know like if something's not going well for you that doesn't mean that door is closing you know that that just means like maybe you need to try a different route or maybe you need to just be better you know and like that's all life is it's an endless attempt of Attempts. Yeah. It's an endless, you know, cycle of attempts. And um if you just kinda keep that mindset, I think anything you're doing, you you can you're bound to be it, successful.
0: It's so funny you bring that up too, because everyone assumes like, you know, oh the you work in the NFL, you're an NFL player, you know, you haven't you haven't taken these out. Bro everyone sitting Bro. in this room has taken dozens <laughs> of myself included, man. Dozens, like countless L's and it's yeah, just like sure. it's, I think it really is interesting and it says a lot about the people in the collective where it's mm-hmm. like, yo, like there were dozens, hundreds of chances to say, you know what, I'm good, it's in for me. But the ones who stick around are the ones that say, okay, I learned from that, on to the next
1: one. Of course. I mean, life is relative, Mm -hmm. right? You know, obviously my losses are going to be completely different than the next person's loss. But when you kind of just break things down to like an objective level, when you're just looking at it for what it is, everyone, like you said, is experiencing losses. And once you get over that fact and you just kind of deal with it, it's easier to move with clarity in your own life because it's like, all right, I'm going through this, but I'm sure someone else is going through it. What are they doing right now? Are they responding with a positive attitude or are they responding with a negative attitude? No matter what, I got to make sure I'm responding in a positive attitude from like a football standpoint because if I don't, the next guy's getting better. You know, not, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm staying kind of idled.
0: You know, and speaking of that clarity, you and I were talking that you do a lot of solo traveling, yeah. right? And I imagine that being in insert location here, <laughs> away from friends, family, yeah. whatever it is, gives you a chance to kind of have some of that non-football clarity too.
1: Yeah, I mean— a lot of the things that we believe in, you know, a lot of things that we kind of stand on, at the end of the day, a lot of them are, are man-made, you know, principles, you know, whether that's I'm good at this or I'm bad at this or I'm smart in this area, or I'm not smart in that area. Kind of, for me, I love to take one solo trip at least a year. This past year, I went to Iceland, you know, by myself in the middle of the winter, which was crazy. That's a whole nother podcast in itself. But um, for me, I really just want to remove a lot of labels or a lot of variables that were external factors that were kind of shaping shaping my reality, you know, where, like, if I would go outside and if it was snowing, typically if I'm in the city, I'm like, it's a crappy day, right? But when I'm in Iceland, it's snowing, and I can see how the – the structure of the, the landscape is changing and how it, by midday it may be sunny again, that's beautiful. It's changed. It's like a metaphor of life where sometimes snow may come down. You just kind of weather that storm and the sun comes back out. And it kind of just re- helps you redefine, like, a lot of different things that maybe you were stubborn and sticking, holding on to, maybe cause from parents or peers in your past. And I definitely encourage anyone to do a solo trip to really rely on yourself.
0: What's nope. the next, uh, What's I guess, what's on the big wish list of solo travel locations? New I imagine Zealand. New
1: Zealand. New Zealand, for sure. Um, New Zealand, uh, the Swiss Alps. Okay. Think about the Swiss Alps. Uh, uh, Thailand has kind of become too. Uh, Everyone's too going to tourist. Thailand. Yeah, it's just, become to too Thailand. touristy now. Everyone's, everyone wants to go to Bali and just get their photos. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I don't know about Thailand anymore, but maybe, definitely Africa. Okay. Definitely Africa. Um, such a big continent, can't really name any country in specific sure. in Africa right now, but I would definitely say those are a few.
0: That's a good, I mean, that'll keep you busy yeah, for a while, yeah, too. That'll sure. keep you busy. Sure, my yeah, season's keep...
1: only so long. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, don't have,
0: we don't have nine months right. to be like, all right, guys, we'll see you later. Yeah, COVID year was nice, yeah. COVID year was nice.
1: <laughs> would you do, you, did you take Avalon? <laughs> no, honestly, it was just a, a time for me to, like, get more... Uh, outdoorsy. I did a lot of camping okay. I did uh, actually, uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, we had like a uh, RV camper, uh, camper van and we just lived in the van for like a month. It was amazing you know, just like kind of like letting go the the want to want. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all are just moving with like, I gotta do this, I gotta achieve this I gotta want this. But when you really break it down, it's like, why do you really want that? Is it for you or is it for someone else's approval or is it because you feel some pressure financially and just kind of been in a place where I wasn't paying for gas much. I wasn't paying for any rent or anything. I was just like, man, I feel a lot lighter, you know? So I definitely say 2020 was like, yeah, it is. I know for a lot of people, it was yeah. a great year, but no, it was but kind it, of good. But, year but it's for me. funny
0: where you look at it now, kind of in hindsight. As, as thankfully, it feels like we're kind of putting this a little behind us. But it's like it was such a year of, I think, discovery and clarity for mm-hmm. a lot of people, right? Yeah. Whether it's, you know, like my wife was one of those people who completely changed her career in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a couple months in, she was just like, she came down and she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm ready to to kind of try what I've always wanted to do. I'm like, all right, well, let's let's figure it out. Like, if there's a time, to, if there's a time to do it, the time is right now. So you, you see it across the board, right?
1: It's crazy how collective that was. Yeah, you know, and then the year was 2020. So you know, the metaphor yeah. of 2020 vision was definitely just like, dang, everyone's seeing a lot clearer about what they want for life and understanding what a lot of the tragedies that going on. Like, we're not here for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. So definitely give it your best shot every single day you can.
0: All right, Amir. Before I let you out of here, I gotta I gotta put you on the spot a little bit. For we sure. have a mutual friend. Yep, Will Compton. Mm. And Will Compton, friend of the program, Will Compton, he's ducking my calls right now. He's ducking you my too? calls. You too? Uh, you me t- <laughs> I,
1: mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, me and Will. Camera's right to, there.
0: You talk to Will Compton right Will there. Will
1: Compton, and he better not renege on anything. We were boys at Nebraska. We we used to bend bars. Like, we were the squat, squat okay. rack buddies. Like, we would just throw on weight and just compete. Now, man, I text Will like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" Two weeks later, he's like, "I'm good." <laughs> don't even ask how I'm doing back, you know. And I get it, busting with the boys, number one sports podcast or something like that. He's ducking your emails, which you're trying to pay him money, right? I'm, t- I'm trying. I don't get it, man. This guy's just too big for life, man. So I just, I'm just gonna get in where I fit in, I guess. We're right. in the same boat, man. That's right. We're well, you know what, boat.
0: Will Compton, this is our plea from Eddie and Amir. Please call us back. On, please man. text us back. Just we text. miss you. We hope you're well. Just, and, uh, and we look forward to seeing you again someday just soon.
1: Just text. Hey, your, your baby girl's adorable,
0: though. It's, I will agree baby with you there. girl is adorable. Yep. So he, focusing on the, maybe focusing on the important things. We'll yeah, fair enough. Fair but enough.
1: he's on social media a lot. He is. Trolling hecklers. So I know he got time <laughs> to text. Him back, I know he does.
0: <laughs> oh, well, dude, I'm so glad you gave us a few minutes. Sure. I know it's super busy for you guys during camp. We appreciate it. Good luck on Sunday. It'll be exciting to get into a It for will be. Time, you know, right?
1: the former team, Vikings, get yep. to see some guys I play with, man. Another opportunity to play ball with the Raiders, man. Let's go get it. Yeah,
0: we're excited. Amir Abdullah, thank you very much, man. Good luck on Sunday.
1: Appreciate it, bro.
0: And, yeah, like I said, hard not to like Amir Abdullah, and a sincere thank you to Amir for his time, but also to our PR staff for facilitating that conversation. We greatly appreciate them, all of them. They're doing a great job, doing a fantastic job throughout camp. Camp is a grind for all of us, them included, and, uh, yeah, big shout-out to them for getting that done. Okay, before we get out of here, my reminders – what do we need to know over the next couple days? Well, kickoff against the Vikings, the uh, the home opener light of Allegiant Stadium occurs this Sunday, 125 kickoff. I cannot wait. Uh, really, really exciting. I think the um, you know for us as we go through the preseason, one of the things that I love is that we produce the games, right? So when you tune into the game this Sunday, you're going to hear our broadcast team. Beth Mullins, who was here in the house today, friend of the program, Beth. Matt Millen and Rich Gannon are going to be there. Jason Horowitz and our pal Lincoln are going to be handling the uh, the radio duties. And it's just one of those things that I that is is kind of unique to us, but it brings me a lot of pride where our guys are doing this, right? Our guys and gals are going to be in the, uh, the television truck doing their thing, making sure all the angles are right, making sure you guys are getting the best shots. And it's a lot of fun. And I, I think for good reason, we take a lot of pride in it, that it is our people in the preseason. So make sure you tune in there. Make sure you, uh, you have the radio dial cranked all the way up, all that good stuff. Consume all the content. That is my humble request from you. Consume all the writers' content. And, hey, make me happy and do some of it twice, right? Maybe, hey, this is a nice show, Eddie. I'm going to run it back. I'm going to give that Amir Abdullah interview two clicks on YouTube. I'd like that. That'd be a very kind thing for you to do. Uh, but also, in all seriousness, uh, I'm really excited to see our kind of department get to show off a little bit on Sunday with the production. It's really, really cool. And it's, uh, yeah, like I said, something we're really, really proud of. And I will say it. They do a pretty good job. They do a really, really good job. But before we get out of here, and as I said, make sure you're, you get to Allegiant early, hang out with us, all that jazz. Uh, we have to crack a cold one. And today I crack a cold one. <laughs> For all of our educators out there, specifically our educators here in Clark County, the boss included, because they went back to school this week—an exciting week here in the valley, an exciting week for all our youths getting back in the mix of uh, of, of learning the, the p's and q's of education. And I will say, having a, a wife who is a teacher, seeing the incredible hours that all these men and women put in to uh, to making sure that that our kids are safe, are being educated are figuring out what they need to figure out, love it. They do an incredible job, and they deserve, if I'm being honest, they deserve more than one ice-cold bruchacho at the end of the day. All things in moderation, of course, but I think they deserve more than one. So... This ice-cold cores Light is for them. Congratulations. Uh, and let's have a great school year, huh? Could we do that? And we are going to have a great game day on Sunday. I promise you all that is going to be really, really exciting. It's going to be awesome to feel the energy in Allegiant Stadium once again. So, for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Amir Abdullah, my man Ray on the ones and twos, Alexandra and everyone back in the control room making sure that our little program does not collapse and turn into flames. Uh, and for everyone at Silver and Black Productions, thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us. And we will catch you guys. Ray we in the same time, same place next week, right? Because we play on Saturday. Ray is telling me, yes, that we will be back because our next preseason game is on Saturday against the Miami Dolphins, which means that upon further review, we'll be at the same time, same place next week. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you after the game.